Hello, this is Self-Discovery with Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I am your old Celicia Brown. I am a certified life coach and an accountant. I am certified in Connecticut to assist with individual in an active domestic violence or a sexual abuse situation. I'm also a survivor of domestic violence. Self-discovery is here to assist survivors in rediscovering their self. Through my podcast with relevant topic, where we discuss how, why, and solution. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we start tonight, get your notebook, get your journal, get your pencil and paper. Um, as you will be aware, my podcast that went out earlier this week, Wednesday, um, we talked about domestic violence awareness. And I told you I would have a few speakers, a uh, few of them are survivors. Tonight, I'm going to introduce Carly. She's a survivor of domestic violence. Carly, say hello to the audience. Hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much again, Miss Alicia, for having me on the show. Okay. Our podcast. <laughs> so, my dear, okay. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm glad you're out of your situation. But let's give the audience a little tidbit about your situation. Yeah, so I was in a marriage for about eight years, and um, maybe about six of it was filled with a lot of domestic violence, a lot of uh, domestic abuse. And um, currently, I'm out of that situation, but it was very uh, hard. It was very hard, and I'm just glad I was able to uh, get through it, and I'll be more than happy to share more of my you know, my story with you. Okay. So, um, so tell me, when did you realize that you were in a domestic situation? Hmm. It, it kind of happened, uh, uh, gradually. It didn't happen all at once. Uh, first I was isolated from my family mm -hmm. and that felt fine for a while. Because it kind of felt like, you know, me and this person against the world, you know, almost. And so you didn't, I didn't notice, you know, how, you know, separated I was from my family until it had been like four years and I hadn't seen my family, you know. And that was just uh, one, one way that it just started happening slowly. And then the verbal abuse and um, later on, the physical abuse. Okay. What step did you take to get out once you realized you're in a bad situation? Well, um, honestly, I didn't know what steps to take. I didn't even think it was possible for me to get out of the situation at all. Okay. Um, what really helped me was resources around me. I was at the time, funny thing, I was actually working uh, with domestic violence survivors and people that was actually going through domestic violence at the time, but I didn't relate that to myself at the time. I guess because I was just, I was really thinking that, you know, this was my family and, you know, this is what happens uh, when you have a family and 
you know, when you're married, you're supposed to fight for your marriage and, you know, marriages have ups and downs. And so I didn't really, you know, think that I was in a domestic violence, you know, situation and to even use the resources around me. But when I did realize it was, it was a lot of resources. It was, I actually got out through a domestic violence shelter. So it's a lot of resources available. Thank God. Thank God. Now, do you have any children? Yes, I have five children. Okay. And how did that impact you as far as getting out? And did you think that um, contribute to you being isolated? I mean, how did that work with having the five children and being able to leave or, or did it hinder you? Did it stop you? It definitely hindered me. It it definitely did. It, it makes you feel like, you know, you can't just jump out and, or you just can't leave. You, you feel like you're trapped. You also feel like you have no way to survive, you know, by yourself with these children, you know, it's different if you just were by yourself and, you know, you didn't have these, you know, little humans looking up to you and, and, you know, you have to protect them. You have to make sure you can provide for them. So it was just, it had, it was a big leap for me to take. Even when I did take it, it took me about a year to actually realize that I could actually do it because I was still um, in that mental of, oh my God, what am I doing? Can I actually do this? So I feel like me having the kids, it really did make me stay longer mm-hmm. because it just, it felt like I couldn't, I wasn't, be, I wouldn't be able to, you know, take care of them by myself or even um, give them the home that I always wanted to give them. You know, you always envision giving your kids a mom and a dad or, you know, like a, two-parent household you never think about you know being a single mom Uh, those things don't come like you know when you have them so when that when situations come up and you actually have to think about doing it it's actually very difficult to even wrap your mind around it so I think that was one of the biggest things I had to overcome is I'm gonna have to be a single mom and my kid's not going to have that other parent in the household anymore. And that was, that was, that was one of the hardest things for me. Okay. So how long have you been out of the situation now? Three going on four years. Thank God. So what is the, um, okay, next question. How have it impacted the children? I think the kids are happier, I feel, because I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people think that, you know, they have to have their the, the father and the mother in the same household. But I think it's more important for both of the parents to be happy or even the, the parent that's actually taking care of the children should be happy um, because kids see that. They feel it and... You know, it's better for them to be in a loving environment, regardless whether, you know, you have the other parent there or not. So I think for my children, they're actually, you know, growing and and actually, 
you know, better than what they were before. Okay, very good. I'm glad. Um, have you or your children had any type of um, counseling? Yes. So I did have counseling. My children, not so much, but we do have a uh, open discussions all the time. And I do talk to them and listen to them about how they feel and what they think. And I try not to, you know, get too um, detailed with them about certain situations. But um, when you're a kid and you grow up in, you know, abuse, some conversations you have to have because, I don't want them to have to think um, or guess about what it is. Yes. So as long as I try to keep a, like an open conversation with them and try to get them to understand what's going on and let them know that it's not their fault and, you know, things like that. Okay. Um, do they see their father? Yes, they do. Okay. And yes. is, is their impact, I mean, does that affect them? seeing their father in a separate home, I mean, going back and forth, is, is there an impact? Is there any type of trauma they might have experienced? I mean, you don't have to tell me if it's something that's off limit, just say, I'd rather not speak about it. I have to respect it because I know it's still new. You're still going through the process. So, um, you know, at the kids that may experience any trauma that, you know, going to their father and coming back to you might, you know, stir up or come up again. Yeah, so the trauma is mainly on uh, his behalf. I feel like their relationship with their father could be better, um, but that's on him, you know. I, I, I try to explain, you know, about the situation to the children. I try to let them know, you know, you, you just have to love him for who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. um, but his behavior, it speaks for itself and... Yeah, you know, I just try to be the best mother I can be for them, but I cannot fill that void. You know, fill that void for them for wanting a father or wanting their father there, but he has to want to be there too. Okay. So their their progress as far as their relationship is just mainly solely on him. But I do everything I can to make sure that it's there from the time I've I've left him. I've try to, you know, keep that relationship because I think it's very important. Um, just me personally about having a father, mm -hmm. you know, that's something I miss as a child. So I think it's very important for my kids to have that. But um, again, it's just basically, it's mainly on him for him to step up and be a father. But his, his behavior has caused trauma with them. Mm -hmm. but I have tried my best to try to, you know, fix, fix those issues in them. But I know I can't fix everything. Um, but when they do go around him, they do seem to enjoy it. Okay. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And so for yourself, um, you said you have went to counseling and to counseling have help. Uh, Yes. And I went to counseling more so in the beginning of stages when I was really um, doubting myself, doubting my decisions, uh, scared mainly about the decisions I made. Uh, because, again, it was domestic violence. It was a lot of mental abuse. Yes. Um, 
and just attacking my uh, capability of being, you know, just a grown woman and being able to uh, take care of myself, let alone my children. And um, just being able to be out in this world alone and, you know, taking care of myself, my kids and stuff like that. So it was just a lot of, uh, I had to get out of my own head. And the counseling really helped me with that. And also just allowing me to forgive myself, not just him, but allow me to forgive myself from allowing myself to be abused for so long. Okay, good, good. And that you, was helpful. Yeah, you do realize it is not you. You know, you have no control over him. It is not you. There's just people out oh. there that's not nice. So, um, another question I would like to ask you now, um, how do you find the court system? Um, the court system is laughable at times. And I, I say this only for um, people that are uh, married. Um, they really do f- f- sometimes favor the husband and uh, believe his word or um, find it laughable when a, when a wife wants to, you know, remove herself or it, I felt, I felt and still sometimes feel in the judicial system that I'm very much alone in this. It's kind of a figure it out on your own type of thing. Um, something that no one really wants to touch. Nobody really wants to deal with. Um, and it's, and it can be very lonely, um, trying to, uh, maneuver and get out of a situation like that when especially when your husband still wants to be with you yes I yes. think that was one of that is the hardest thing to get past because you know at that point they're just like you know you guys should figure it out you know mm-hmm. you know it's, it's marriage you, you know it's not that bad you know oh, yes. but you don't have to live it you know yes so yes yes you're so right wow um, so many similarity to what I've experienced as far as the court system go. So, um, one other question. Um, you ever thought about um using a life coach at all? Yes, yes, I have. Um, you can imagine I have five kids, so sometimes it's hard <laughs> for me to find time for myself <laughs> to even think about you know self growth and you know becoming better as a person but of course I have definitely thought about um having a life coach just you know time but (laughs) definitely I hope I hope I can have one in the future I'm at this point I'm 31 years old I feel like I'm starting over my life and I, I I feel having some type of guidance you know having someone that could help me uh figure out a plan on my next moves in life I think that would be great yes um not soliciting you, but just to let you know, I'm a life coach, and that's one of the things I do. Um, I do work with survivors of domestic violence, and one of the things I try to teach them, the first thing I teach them is self-love, affirmation every day, saying positive thing to yourself, learning to love yourself again, learning to take care of yourself, and just making a plan for yourself. But you, it all starts within Loving yourself enough to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically. Those are the first steps to move forward 
And then you got to have a vision, you got to have a plan, and you have to actually see it. But you won't believe it until you believe in yourself. And it's a slow journey, but it's a journey that can be done. And just to let you know, you are loved, you can be loved, and you will be loved. Um, Yeah, I truly believe that, especially the um, believing in yourself. I think that was one of the main things that um, made me hesitant to even think about leaving or even thinking it was possible because I really did not believe in myself um, that I could actually do it, that I could actually leave. Like, I didn't even think it was possible. And it wasn't just him, you know, saying things like, you know, nobody ever want you or, you know, you can't do this, you know, um, you're nothing, you know, saying things like that. I actually started to believe that. Yes. So I, I do truly believe that, you know, actually believing in yourself and knowing that you can do it. That's very important. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. Um, Very interesting story. I'm definitely glad to have you back um, again. Um, It was a pleasure talking to you. Um, Definitely. I enjoyed the conversation, your story and everything. I'm glad you're sharing because there's so many women out there and men. You'd be surprised. They go through domestic violence too. But so many individuals out there that need to hear the experience of others because sometimes that wake them up to realize, wow, I'm in a similar situation and I need to get out. And that's all people need to hear is another voice that they can relate to. To let them know it's okay and they're gonna be all right. So I'm gonna Yes, yes, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um you have a wonderful night. And I um I will definitely be in contact with you. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a great night. You too, dear. Thanks. Good night. Oh my goodness. Um that was Carly. Um, she's a survivor of domestic violence and it was a pleasure to hear her story. There's so many things that, um, is similar to my story as far as the court system, knowing that there's, um, community, um, there's different organizations out there that can assist you with your situation. It's, it's a wonderful thing to know that there are organizations out there for us to move forward. So, um, we're going to wrap this up. And remember, self-love, self-care with positive affirmation is feeding one mind, body, and soul and spirit. Remember, you are worthy of all good things that comes your way. And love yourself. So, um, like I said, this month is special. This is um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So, um, every Wednesday, I will be putting out a new podcast. And it will be interviews or giving just little tidbits, little history, little knowledge, um, little updates on what's going on, the court system, what's going on on the um, United States level as far as laws, new law in effect to assist um, survivors out there. Just different things. Um, once again, be blessed and see you. Bye. <laughs>